Thank you for listening to the First Baptist Church podcast. If you would like more information about our church, please visit www.fbcottawa.org. Inspired by the song that we just sang from the prayer of St. Francis, of course, there was that vision of St. Francis as he was standing at the cathedral and he was before the cross and, and he hears the voice of Jesus. He hears the voice of Jesus saying, repair my church, repair my church. And he was standing at a cathedral that was crumbling down around him and it needed clearly some building repair and he began gathering some materials and he thought that it was a physical repair of the the place where he was but as he came to listen closer it wasn't about repairing that one building it was about repairing the church the mission of the church the perspective of the church the mission of the church around the healing life-giving ministry of following jesus along the way restoring the mission of Jesus and making it consistent with, well, you know what Jesus really said. Bringing harmony, bringing peace, bringing shalom, even between the idea of the mission on which Jesus sent disciples, 70 disciples in our gospel reading, and that that becomes shalom and healing for the world. Now, for us to make progress in the journey of the church being a healing place, the church being a kingdom of God announcing place, church being a good news place, church being a loving place, church being a welcoming place, a church being a place of shalom where all is made right, where it's a, a, at least a mustard seed of Jesus' announcement of the kingdom. We have to admit there has been some times throughout history, ancient and maybe present where the church has not always been the healing place that we are called to be. St. Francis found that in his day, and he went about living as a compassionate, creation-loving, people-loving, nature-loving, God-seeing, God-loving, ministering to the poor and the least, a true saint among us, and we are called to follow in those steps insofar as they are the steps of Jesus. We're called to be a healing place, a safe place, a safe and healing place for anybody who would walk through the door, a safe and healing place for anybody that we encounter walking along the way, a safe and healing place where people are safe, where they experience the peace of God through the people of God. Now, how often throughout history and presently, is the mission of the church and even the words of Scripture used to bludgeon someone to put division, judgment, or seeks to control someone? How often do we use faith and fidelity to the Bible as a way of bludgeoning and dividing rather than a way of embracing and healing? We're to be a place of embracing and healing, the healing place. First Baptist Church Ottawa, in, in my vision, I pray and hope that we continue to become the absolute safest, most healing place in this whole area for anybody and everybody, for any and all. Doesn't matter where someone comes from, what their background is, what their experiences are, it doesn't matter. We are the safest healing place for any 
and all. Jesus sent his disciples out on mission in our gospel reading. He sent out 70. And and he says, go out and and rely on hospitality. A part of being a healing place is that we're trusting God in so much that we can trust other people to provide for us. We're not seeking to benefit from. We're not seeking to get one up on. We're not seeking to profit from. We're not seeking to have our ego fed. We are simply going out to serve. We're simply going out to serve, and we're allowing others the gift of providing. He sends them out, so hospitality, and that would be a whole other conversation, how hospitality is an essential part of the way in the ministry of Jesus. He's relying upon hospitality. He's sending this 70 out to rely on hospitality. Don't, don't take big fancy things with you. Eat what people give you. Eat what people set before you. He sends them out to announce peace, to give peace. He sends them out to to bless all they encounter with peace. How different is that than what sometimes happens? What sometimes happens in the history of Christian mission, of course, is colonization rather than pointing to Jesus. What sometimes happens as we go out, as, as the church goes out, is we seek to bludgeon and strong arm people into the kingdom into the way of jesus we're called to love people into the kingdom to to bless to speak blessing jesus sends them out to to speak blessing upon all and to announce that the kingdom of god is at hand to announce that the kingdom of god is at hand like right here among you to to look at people and say god is near god is around you god is within you and even what some way of communicating with words or just by the way we treat people the divine image of god is within you let me tell you remind you help you to see just how much god loves you because the divine image of god is within you now, so often, announcing the kingdom of God, announcing the kingdom of heaven, we, we do that in other ways, don't we? Sometimes we, we go out and more judgment than peace is upon us. We're, we're seeking, we, we get appalled and we want to push people away, we want to tell them what they do, need to do different and need to do right. Knowing that we are loved by God helps us do right. Knowing that we're loved by God helps us do right. And as they go out on that mission, they are, they are told to go from house to house, people to people, and the mission is announcing the good news of the kingdom. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I hear that phrase, I, I can hear people saying, well, the mission is to make sure everybody goes to heaven when they die. Is that you familiar with that? Like, that's, that's the mission. That's the only way that people can consider mission is make sure that we're making sure that people go to heaven when they die, but think just for a moment. Where are we in the Gospel of Luke when Jesus sends the disciples out and says the kingdom of heaven is at hand, is among you? It's before the crucifixion. It's, it's before. So he's sending them out on mission. There is a kingdom of God mission that is about here and now. Oh, it leads to fruits in, in whatever the mystery of what is beyond is that is grounded in God's love. But it's in Luke chapter 10. It's in the here and now. He's saying, make the world more like the kingdom of heaven, the shalom that, that was in the beginning in Eden and the shalom that sought to be recovered through the mission of the people of God. 
You know, it's said sometimes that some people are so heavenly minded, they're of no earthly good. And I think that applies in many circumstances. They're so heavenly minded. It's like we're just, we're just, we're just passing through. There's truth there, but it, but we're passing through. I love the old hymn, Heaven Came Down and Glory Filled My Soul. I think that's actually what's going to happen at the end, by the way. The book of Revelation says, I saw the new heavens and the new earth coming out of and coming down to earth. That sounds like what the end is. It's a redemption of all things, a resurrection of all things somewhere in the here and now. So capture, allow the mission of the kingdom to capture our imagination and that we are a shalom bringing people, a peace bringing people wherever there's division. Lisa Sharon Harper in her book, The Very Good Gospel, speaks of shalom through every chapter. Shalom, peace with God. Shalom with others. Shalom in feeling, uh, shalom between genders, shalom among race, shalom among the nations, shalom in every way. She does excellent work as well as in setting that up, even in the creation story and the creation narrative in Genesis 1 through 3. And it's, it's an entire chapter by chapter exploration of the world being made right through the mission of God and through bringing back the divine image and restoring after the fall. Y'all have heard me talk about this before, but I think it's so, so essential that we get the beginning right. We've got to get the beginning right. We've got to get the beginning of the story right. There was original, original sin hangers, honors, beware. There was original blessing. The very first chapters of Genesis is God has created and God said it was good. And then God said it was very good after he created humans. And so a part of that shalom, peace bringing ministry I'm talking about is reminding people that they actually have the image of God within them, that we learn to see them differently. And they, as a result, begin to see themselves before God and in the mirror differently. I, I, I use the phrase many, many times that, that it's so essential that after people encounter us, they feel better about themselves, better about God, and by extension, better about the church, like all the time. So announcing that shalom, announcing that good news, and it's about original blessing, and then we messed it up, right? Then we messed it up. Man, what, what, it doesn't feel like a very encouraging message to start saying, well, such a worm as I. You were, we were created in sin. No, we were created very good by a loving God who placed his image within us. By the way, take that in yourself. Take that in yourself. Sit before God. And be reminded that through all the ups and downs, through all of the, my, my grandfather loved to say, the tragedies and triumphs, through all the good and the bad, and through, through the missing the mark, the sin, and the, the good things we've done, the mission we've been on, the things that we've done for the kingdom, and the things where we fell flat on our face, that God still says, and you were created in love, and you, because of that, are very good. You, bear, you have worth and value because of who created, who breathed the breath of life into nostrils because God, the creator, the loving creator of all things is the one whose divine imagination has brought you and me and all of humanity into being. That is part of the very good gospel. That's part of the very good gospel. And we can become hopeful and, and positive about things when we are reminded that God created, said it's very good. Now, do we feel the effects of, of sin in our lives and in the world? Yeah, we could sit here and get depressed about that, right? We could sit and get all messed up, but that's not the foundation. 
That just defines the mission. That defines the mission for, to be, for us to be channels of peace. Jesus says some other interesting things to his disciples as he sends them out. He says, announce that peace. When you come into a town, into a home, announce that peace. And if they receive it, great. If they don't, it'll come back to you. It's really, really interesting. It sounds like Jesus is talking about boundaries and codependent no more long before that was ever in the lection of of language and, and writings and books. He says, don't get hung up in whether people receive the message and don't let your ego get attached to your mission. Like, don't think it's about you. So if they receive, it's, it's peace from God. If they don't receive, it wasn't about you. <laughs> it wasn't about you. Don't take that personal. Move on. W- give a demonstration. Wipe the dust off your sandals. Go to the next town. You have a mission of peace and shalom to bring. If people receive it, that's about God. If they don't receive it, it's up to God. Not up to you. Don't get hung up. Don't get intertwined. Now, that's a huge challenge. That takes an incredible amount of spiritual discipline. That takes some rootedness. That takes very likely some contemplative sitting with Jesus, sitting with God, as we've talked about. And and we're just so rooted in God's love for us that that our ego doesn't overstep its bounds and doesn't get caught up in the mission. That's hard for all of us humans. That's particularly challenging for those of us clergy, isn't it, Warren? (laughs) A healing place. A healing place. And that takes us now to this story of Naaman in in 2 Kings that was read earlier. Naaman is the ultimate outsider. He is a foreign army official who has leprosy. I don't think you can get any more outside than that. In fact, he's so outside that when Jesus suggested as one of the two people that were welcomed in the after his mission statement, Luke chapter 4, you remember that? Jesus said, Spirit of the Lord is upon me, anointed me to bring good news to the poor, recovery of sight to the blind, release for the pressed, release for the prisoners, the year of the Lord's favor. And then when he started making it specific, like recounting the story of Naaman being healed of leprosy, the foreign army official healed of an dreaded outcast-making disease. After Jesus said, it includes stories like that, instead of just the insiders in Israel, well, you know, they, I mean, they just wanted to push him off a cliff and kill him early. When he said, the blessing goes to outsiders, the blessing goes to those, to those who maybe offend you or scare you. A healing place. I'm not sure who Naaman would be in our world. You have to use your own imagination in, in your own place where, where <gasps> you know, the ones somebody makes you bristle. Or, you know, we all have a, well, they. You know, God forgive us for the they that comes up in us. Anytime when we come up with us and them, a they, Well, God forgive us. God help us. Naaman is an ultimate outsider. And the mission of God is to be a healing place. So Elisha, sin is on the healing mission as a prophet of God. And Naaman, the foreign army official who has leprosy. You know, like, stay away from here disease. We've given stay away from here messages to to people, haven't we? 
I don't mean just us, but church in general. We have to own it if it was us. <laughs> we have to own it. There are no stay away from here people in God's economy, in God's kingdom. There's only come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden and I'll give you rest. There's only, there's only come to the table that we'll share in just a moment. There's only come to the table ministry of hospitality, Jesus eating with all the wrong people and t- turning people's minds and thoughts upside down. He eats with tax collectors and sinners. He goes to the wrong people. He welcomes the wrong people. He allows suspicious women to wash his feet with their tears and with his hair like he's stretching the boundaries of, of grace and acceptance and of hospitality throughout the Gospels. May we walk in the way of Jesus. May we walk in the way of Jesus. We're called to be a people that are safe that are loving, that are healing, that spread the grace, and that say to all that everyone has a seat at the table. That's communion. That's the Lord's Supper. That's the Eucharist. So in a moment, we're going we're gonna to come forward, and there's a station here and here, and there's one in the back. We're going to come forward, get the elements. We'll take them together. You just take the bread and the cup back to your pew. The table is, in and of itself, a ministry of healing. There are times that I've experienced at the table where you feel something change as, as the elements are offered. Maybe somebody that there's been some tension with and the table, being at the table, something changes. There's a little hint of peace a little hint of we're still in this together, a little hint. So we come to the table, and and if you are here this morning seeking after the way of Jesus, the table is set for you. We don't get to control the table. We just get to offer it. Jesus offered the table, offered to, to a bunch of frightened disciples. One that was going to deny him, one that was going to betray him, and the rest were just going to run away afraid. And He offered them the bread and the cup. He offers us, you and me, the cup and the bread. Lord, may you consecrate these elements of communion of the Eucharist today. May this bread and cup be food for our souls, be the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. May we feel ourselves at the table welcomed. May we experience some healing as our brokenness and woundedness is experienced, healed by your brokenness upon the cross. May we know that we have peace with God and that you demonstrate the love of God and that we experience forgiveness and we can drop the bags of shame and that we carry because you have shed your blood upon the hardwood of the cross. May we experience the joy of forgiveness 
through the cup. So Holy Spirit, touch these elements that they may be the mysterious more. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the First Baptist Church podcast. We invite you to worship with us every Sunday morning at 930 in Ottawa, Kansas. You can find more information about our church at www.fbcottawa.org.